We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Tuesday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Neil in the Parkour studio. I'm in South Mississippi right now. Getting a uh, week of podcast to you again. Uh, last appearance for uh, me this week. No, doing a mailbag tomorrow. There's a thread on uh, the message board. If you'd like to ask him questions, he will answer those there in that thread. So, for subscribers, for listeners, if you're a listener, not a subscriber, you should subscribe. Go and uh, check that thread out. Leave him a question for tomorrow morning on the uh, the podcast. It's brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Ribs lunch specials. They can take care of dinner tonight for you, wet ribs, dry ribs, either one. Call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go, make it easy on you to handle dinner for you. A lot of side items, vegetables, desserts, hot case, a lot of stuff there at the Oxford Exxon. If you're in Brookhaven or Clinton, you get the uh, donuts, homemade every single morning. A lot of options, a lot of variety there at those two locations. We'll be expanding throughout the state here soon. But for now, Brookhaven and Clinton for donuts. And again, Neil in the Clark Ford studio. Oh. I am Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. So, you know, some days, Neil, you get uh, not, not real sure what you're talk about. You think, okay, it's whatever. I've got, you know, I typically got my little book out and I'll pick up some things. I said, hey, there's a visitor's list. There's some camp preview stuff, even though it's uh, nine days away, at least probably something like that before they uh, they get going. And then sometimes it's just manna from heaven. You, 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 you look up and you alerted it to me this morning and the, 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 these podcast gods come down and rain upon you a topic that makes sense for the day. The podcast gods in this instance is uh, one Lane Kiffin, 6.44 a.m. this morning. He uh, he makes our job a little bit easier. A continuation of what happened last week at SEC Media Days when um, Lane talked about or he used the word disaster when related to college football and NIL and all the rules as they are currently constructed there. Paul Feinbaum went after him. He uh, 
called Lane a hypocrite, essentially, because he could um, leave. He has left jobs at a moment's notice, and Paul did what a lot of media has done is miss the forest for the trees and defend the student athlete without looking at the picture of what the person was actually saying. Lane this morning, using a quote, he uh, he tweets at Paul Feinbaum, the, uh, the, the exact quote here I'm reading, I think it was a big mistake by the NCAA not to do a framework around NIL when they had the opportunity to. NCAA President Charlie Baker said during the Future of College Athletics Summit, not far from Capitol Hill, quote, and I think there were too many people in college sports who thought no rules would really work well for them. And that's what everybody discovered is no rules, no transparency, no accountability, no framework doesn't work well for anybody, end quote. Back to Lane, quoting, at Feinbaum, does that not sound like a all uppercase disaster? So crazy to point out, my bad, frown emoji, hashtag angry little man. Lane. Yeah, and Lane does the uh, three question marks after the word disaster. So he's he's really trying to emphasize the, the word disaster. There's a there's a lot here. Um, yeah, first, thank you to uh, to Lane Kiffin for taking a relatively boring Tuesday and giving okay. us a free podcast. So Lane gets up every morning. He, I'll, I'll, I'll lead you through some of those. Lane gets up every morning. Typically, he gets on. Uh, are we still calling it Twitter? Or are we calling it X? What are we doing? What what what, what are we calling this thing? Uh, I'm cool either way. I I like X because X uh, gets all of the crazies that are upset about losing um, the old Twitter. Okay. Um, and let's be real here with Twitter. Old Twitter was had become, before Elon Musk bought it, had become a propaganda piece. And now it's kind of the wild, wild west. And people like me sort of like that. But most of the people in our field hate it. I mean, you can, you can, the, or I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go to whatever it's called, threads or whatever. So I, I, I enjoy what Musk has done like immensely. To the point where I almost sometimes feel like subscribing just to throw seven dollars his way, like is my way of going thank you. But um, I'll call it X. He's calling it X. I don't mind. We can call it Twitter X. We can call it X Twitter. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, because we it's changed to X up on the masthead. Um, it's still called tweets. Are they going to be zeets now? I don't know. Whatever Elon wants to do, I'm, I'm for him. Again, okay. I'm, I'm very I'm very thankful for what Elon Musk did with Twitter. I I, I think it's great. Okay. You probably disagree a little bit, but I'm. I'm no, uh, I, I don't. I, you know, what, what's funny about it to me, and I, and I, I mean, we haven't talked about this with some podcast, and I don't really know why I haven't done it. Um, the the verified thing, because you know, I was you, you've been hacked as well, but I recently got hacked right when that was stuff was going on, and I'm. I have a point as I as I say this. I think that God, we get really off topic, but it's fine. We'll get back to Lane in a minute. We got plenty of time and basically one topic today, so there's there's time to listen to us chat about this. Is you know I got hacked because I did not have two factor verification at that point. I I was verified for an account. When I was verified, I had two factor verification. When they took that away, I did not either do two things. I did not use a third party two factor verification. And then second, I didn't subscribe to the Twitter blue or whatever it was called at the time, get the check mark and and go from there. And had I had that, I probably would not have been hacked, I don't think. Now I will say this, and this, you know, and you know, like conspiracies, and I don't even necessarily care because it was all all as well and ends well. Part of me thinks I was actually hacked by Twitter. Have I told you this? Oh no. Um, because typically when you get hacked, 
they turn your account into a crypto account or they do something crazy or I guess somebody could technically be looking for something or whatever in your account. You know what I mean? But like, whatever, there's usually a purpose to it. You would think. And when I say nothing was touched, nothing was touched. There was not one tweet. There was not one follow. There was not one like nothing happened to my account over that five days. I wonder a little bit if it was Twitter going, hey, you were verified. You had all these things. We're just showing you what could happen if you don't get, get pay the money and get verified. Am I crazy? Uh, no. It's not because crazy. there was literally no, I mean, nothing. My account was fine. I wasn't even really paranoid because there was nothing to find anyway. So whatever, have at it. But like, I, I just wondered when it was over. I said there was no negative to that other than I couldn't access my account for five days. I wonder if that was Twitter. They did it to a bunch of people who didn't pay for verification to go, hey, look, this could be a lot simpler if you paid seven bucks. Uh could be. That would be that would be kind of shady, but yeah, I mean, is it seven bucks a year or seven bucks a month? It's a month, I think. So, so it's, it's 84 bucks. But, but, okay, but, but here's the point. Here's the second part I was getting at. And this is interesting to me. A lot of media members, a lot of people out there, because a lot of people don't like Musk or whatever. I don't fall in that camp. I have no real whatever. I'm I'm probably slightly pro, but I'm whatever. I don't I don't really think about it much in my day. Uh I have no problem with Twitter as it is currently. It's weird that it's become like almost this negative point of reference for people to pay for it with a lot of people in our industry, where almost you get made fun of if you pay for the seven bucks. When pragmatically that makes no sense for two reasons. Number one. You and I both and every human on earth right now, because of all the streaming services and all the things that we do online, how many things we pay that are dumber over the course of a year that's $84 over the course of a oh, year? So yeah. many that it makes no sense. And there are legitimately positives with having, the again, the verification. It was called Twitter Blue. I don't know what it's called now with X, whatever. It's a little black button over on the side of the site. But anyway, whatever it is, there are real functionality things for media members that make a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Roddy, who runs the Georgia site, was talking about this on our pubs board when he and somebody from a West Coast site were kind of arguing about, about, about it back and forth <laughs> the other day. Um, West Coast site. Yeah. Uh, they like trees. And yeah. still, probably still wearing a mask. So point being, it, it, it's a little illogical and I'm a little annoyed with myself because I'm not, I'm not worried about internet points. It's not that I'm one of these people that goes, oh God, I don't want to get made fun of. I just haven't done it. But I look up and go, why? Because it would lengthen the 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 uh the length of videos that I can post on Twitter would go up. There, there's several really pragmatic, tangible things that would actually benefit me on Twitter as a media member. And then I look up and go, you guys are making fun of stuff that would actually help you. A. And then number two, I guess I'm to blame too, because I don't know why I've done it when I like I said, I yet probably yesterday I spent $84 on something that was much less of a, an actual importance or a necessity to me than that would have been. I think you just talked me into it and uh, and you could have stopped it. It, uh, it triggers other media. I, that, that did it for me. I'm in. That um, was enough. Okay. That was okay. enough. I mean, you just sold me. The rest was just icing on the cake. Um, yeah. If, if it's going to bother the, our, our buddy on the West coast, then I'm in 100%. Um, one one million percent, just totally. I'm, I'll I'll do it here shortly later this morning. I never I never got verified on Twitter in the past. Probably could have. I just didn't feel like going through the process. And then after a while, it became this badge of honor for people in our field, and I was like, "Ah, screw you, I'm out." And, 
I realize that's just me being a contrarian, but I, I didn't really want it. I just never really, I, it wasn't worth however 30 minutes it would have taken to apply for it or 10 minutes or two minutes. I, I just never did it. Because it was actually a bit of a process. I wanted the extra security. And you also, I tell you what I like is if you sent, sent a DM to somebody, it was like a higher notification on their screen or whatever. And it made it more obvious because you were verified oh. that you were sending it to them. So I thought there gotcha. was some functionality when we're trying to reach out to people for them to go, oh, okay, that's actually going to come into this box and I can see it. And then the, it also created multiple direct message boxes where people who I did not know, they went into like this separate pile and didn't go into my primary pile because of because of that. So, yeah, yeah again, again, like no, I'm not really doing an ad for Twitter here, but like from a media standpoint, here's some of the things it does. Um, prioritizes rankings and conversations and search. Well, if you're saying things, you want people to see them. So that, that would be a positive. Um, see approximately twice as many tweets between ads. Okay, fair enough. Add bold and italic text in your tweets. Is that really a big deal? No, but sure, why not? Post longer videos and 1080p video uploads. Yes, that is very relevant as a media member, 100%. Mm -hmm. um, edit tweets, bookmark folders, early access to new features. Sure, longer tweets. They can go up to 25,000 characters long. Okay, there might be a time where that makes sense. Edit a tweet up to five times within 30 minutes. Okay, $84 a year. I mean, well, I, I, again, from a straight from a straight media thing, if we took Musk out and Zuckerberg out and all those things, they said, OK, here's your social media things. And here's just the list of features that you get and you pay eighty four dollars a year. Every media member would do that. Well, and frankly, from a live streaming standpoint, it would be worth considering for us. I mean, I'm just being frank here. I mean, we'll get to Kiffin and Feinbaum, I promise, in a second. It's it's Tuesday, July 25th. You guys are going to get all the football in the free world starting on next Thursday. We're just running off the clock. We would probably be better off streaming on Twitter once we monetized than we are on YouTube. It's very difficult to make much money on YouTube. I mean, unless you're like, and I mean this sincerely, it's a compliment if anybody tries to throw more fire on the J Tate thing. Jay conditioned his people, and that's the only word for it, very early on that as long as they super chatted, he would uh, live stream. And so he would do these four or five hour live streams that from a podcast standpoint really make no sense, but they made perfect sense for him because he was making thousands of dollars a month in, in live stream money. So he was really, and, and has, and uh, done it incredibly well. He has monetized YouTube in a way that most of us struggle to do. We, we really haven't. We make some money off YouTube, but not much. We well, we we would we would be far better off, frankly, at this point, stopping the live stream and going back to exclusively podcasting from a yeah, pure our CPMs are higher. Yeah, sure. A pure money standpoint. Yeah, sure. But um, you know. I think it's conceivable looking at what I'm, what I've heard from, from some people that our better bet, if we were to continue live streaming and, and we are, so, but we would be almost better off getting qualified at Twitter and live streaming on Twitter. I think we would make the way it's or X or whatever. We, we'd make more money. Yeah. I think so, I would want to see the next six months for how much Twitter continues to be used by the average person. That's what yeah. I want to see. That that, that that would be my thing. YouTube is a little easier to embed. Streams have been great. And again, we're not all being negative here because streams have allowed you guys to see our face. It's allowed us to interact. Yeah. There's so many different sure. positives that are 
not directly tied to compensation that, that make a ton of sense there. Um, and I'll be honest, and, and I appreciate all you people who have given in the stream and the super chats and all. And this is not a this is not a knock at Jay at all because, like I said, he's done well and he has been transparent about this. Google takes a big cut. I almost feel weird about it because Google takes a big cut of super chats. Where you know, if you're really being pragmatic about it, you would just put like a Venmo or a Cash App thing up there yeah. at the top. But then that feels like you really are asking for tips and feels scummy too. You know what I mean? So it's a weird dynamic of. Hey, people are trying to help you, and they're appreciating your product, but they're also mm-hmm. giving a very high percentage to a, to Alphabet when they do that. Um, yeah, no question. I mean, for us, like as we approach football season, and we try to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to do it, and you know that we don't have a big enough staff to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, b- bottom line, I, I believe in being totally transparent about these things, and so people are like, well, I want a post game show, and for us. The post-game show that makes sense is a shorter, more concise live stream that gets turned into a podcast quickly. Yes. That's what makes the most, from a pure capitalism standpoint, that's what makes the absolutely the most sense. If you're doing a, a, a pie that a pie graph, that option would basically be the whole pie. The the four hour video live stream frankly makes no sense it's 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 from a business standpoint it's dumb i mean it's, it's stupid i think you would agree with that i mean it make if, if someone were, we were hand raised guy hand raised guy would look at that and go what are y'all doing why, why are you doing it that way um and then the having someone at the game covering the game i can't believe i'm saying this and on one hand it, it's it's a necessity and on the other hand it's probably not the best idea from a capitalism standpoint. It, there's a lot there. So I give Jay tons of credit. Jay figured this out and he's got a big enough and he inherited a huge site and he's made it bigger, but Jay can afford more staff. And so he can send people to the games and do his live stream. And we think we found the right hybrid to hit all these things and get you something in every Avenue and be fine. And, yeah, I think the way the that, um, I think the way that we did it last year is probably even though it wasn't perfect and a lot of people didn't like it um I think that's probably the best route all in all because if you don't if you don't cover the game and you're never there number one you kind of lose credibility with the people that you cover which matters especially if you're going to be critical and we have I mean I think Okay, this is going to sound like I'm taking personal shots at people, and I'm not. But if you never come to practice, and you never go to the games, and you never ask questions, and you just pump sunshine all day long, or opine in general, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But most of the most of the people that do that, it's pretty sunshiny. Um, you can kind of get away with whatever. But if you're going to ever opine negatively and be critical. In this field. And this is the old school in me. And I can't help it. It's not coming out. You have to be present. If I'm going to write that, hey, you did a poor job with this, with X. If I'm going to write that, hey, I think Lane Kiffin lost two football games that night in Fayetteville. I thought the game was mismanaged. I thought it was mismanaged badly. And and, and here are some potential reasons why. I think you have to be present 
on Monday at the press conference. I think if you're going to write that, I think you have to be present at the post-game press conference. I don't think you get to write that from a distance and hide behind a computer and a degree of anonymity and then still have credibility. And so the, the whole never go cover the games and ask hard questions in person thing. If you're that's that's fine if you choose to do that, but I think that I think that takes away your freedom or takes away your legitimacy. Just makes you a talking head. Well, and covering games is such an interesting thing now too, because like you said, you you you, you I do I think it's absolutely a necessity to have staff at a game in, in in person covering it, being there, differentiating yourself from somebody who isn't or a blogger or whatever. Yeah. Um. Number two, it really and it's where it it combines what we're talking about in these conversations we had as recently as this week. As sure, the post game show probably is in its absolute best if we're both in the same location staring at each other. I get that, but yeah. that's also talking about simply YouTube and that post game show and whatever versus the thousands of people who subscribe and read our content and do it that way. Because not only does the game need to be staffed, but in a best case 2023 world, it needs to be you or me who also knows some people in the press box and around, and you actually try to get something else while you're there because you simply yeah. send somebody who doesn't know anybody. Okay, well, they're going to write some press release stuff that we literally could have done in any way without being there. You need the ability, if something's going on, like in 2011, walking up to Pete Boone, or you know Keith Carter, or you know Alan Green or something, to go, hey, I got a yep. question. Can you help me out here? You know, the day yep. that Michael Thompson did the thing after the Egg Bowl where you could walk over to people and go, hey, what, what was that? And a student or somebody right out who doesn't know everybody or hasn't been around, they have no ability to get that extra information that actually is – typically the paramount reason you were at a game to get color, to be present, to understand things, and also to have interactions that you can't have if you're not in, in those places. Yes. 1000%. So I go back to that Arkansas game last year. The post game from that was one of the most interesting post games I've ever been a part of. And I asked questions and Brandon Marcello asked questions and I was able to bring that to the post game and to my coverage and you, because you, we're back in Oxford and watching on television. You were able to get into the the Cole Kubelik stuff, yeah. the Cole Kubelik broadcast stuff that I couldn't. So, but between because I didn't obviously being in the press box, I wasn't listening to the game. Mm -hmm. um, we were able to cover both of those bases. So that's kind of where our mindset is. Yeah, that's 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 a long version of me pulling up Twitter and seeing X in the corner and. Wondering whether it was going to be a tweet or a Z because it still says tweet in the bottom left corner. I think about these kind of things. All right. So speaking of tweets and Zs, let's dive into this one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. So no, you're good. Uh, I, I think it's. I, I think there's a lot here. I, I lost it. Yeah. I'm going to start at the. I'm going to start even back when this happened because Paul and Lane take some jabs at one another and it's friendly and it's whatever on the show and it's been comical and. Probably some of Paul's best segments when he has Lane on and they do this tit for tat and Saban thing and whatever it is. He usually accuses Paul of making sure Nick stays motivated and crap like that. Do you think Feinbaum's reaction now looking back caught Lane off guard? Obviously frustrated him. When, when, when you now go back to Hoover – or not Hoover, Nashville. Sorry, I'm embedded in me a little bit. Nashville last week. Does it change sort of what you thought about it at the time? Uh, 
because I thought it almost even might, might have been some inside thing where they were playing each other, but now I don't believe so because I, I think this is an extra level that puts when well, we'll get to it in a minute that puts Paul in a weirder spot. Yeah, so I, it's interesting. So let me let me kind of go through that a little because what I thought, I guess Thursday was such a busy day for me that as that happened, I didn't have a lot of time to really think about why Paul said what Paul said. And I go way back with Paul. We've had good times. We've had bad times. Uh, I have a ton of respect for Paul. I like Paul. Um, he's done things to me that I did not appreciate, and I held a grudge for a long time. That being so, all that's for context. But I'm a you. You can't help but respect how far he has ascended in a very difficult field. But Paul has become. I don't know whether he would agree with this or not. I don't know whether you will will agree with this or not, Chase. He has sort of become the voice of the SEC over the last 10 years. Sure. They moved him to Charlotte. He gets when everyone does a rotation through Paul at at, at tournaments, at media days, uh, all of that. He's he's the voice of the SEC, which I think has put him in a position where he is the guard dog of the SEC which means that he has to sort of be the protector of the sport the protector of the of the of the brand and what lane said at SEC media days and i think this is what happens is that you and i having covered lane now for 3 plus years we've heard that before right as recently as february when signing day wrapped up and i asked a couple of big quick picture questions and Lane went on a very long um, complicated detailed fascinating answer about the state of college football specifically all right might be the end of July but Heavenly Sunshine has Christmas on our mind to kick off Christmas in July they're announcing holiday lights this year well they know holiday lights are beautiful it can be a lot of work let Heavenly Sunshine take care of the hassle and do the work for you their full service installation plan they'll install take down and even store the lights for you these commercial grade LED lights that are 100% customizable to your home or business let them take care of the lights while you take care of the gifts book a free estimate before August 31st mention MPW10 for 10% off they've been serving the Mid-South for four decades that includes Oxford full-service commercial and residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. HeavenlySunshine.com or 662-342-1203 to book your estimate. We're brought to you by Salty Lab Charters, Lee Comerford, and uh, the crew there at Salty Lab. It's the premier private charter boat company in Navarre Beach. In 30A, all throughout 30A, they specialize in fully customizable tours focused on maximizing your time and experiences along the Emerald Coast. Uh, Captain Lee and the crew are passionate about sharing the benefit, the beauty of the uh, Emerald Coast. They take great care to ensure that each tour is tailored to your interests and desires. Private dolphin tours, tours to Crab Island, tours to small islands in the Santa Rosa Sound, and customized tours of your choosing, all available to you. Get in touch with them at saltylabcharters.com. Again, saltylabcharters.com. Uh, we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names. Different uh, products, different services, but it's the same people. It's the same uh, great care, great customer service at both places. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662-429-4429. 
A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. No matter what the retail value may be, items are just $1 starting out at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. You can also download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. They have multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, Indiana, and uh, more that are coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. The College Corner is coming to Oxford this fall. Their newest location will be in the Oxford Commons right off of Sisk Avenue. They have more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear, plenty of parking available. Their staff's going to have you in and out and ready for the Grove in no time. They're opening in mid-August. Also, don't forget to check out their website, collegecornerstore.com. My uh, 10 Weekend Thoughts are up at rebelgrove.com. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches, the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game and ready for your next play. So go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code rebelgrove20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. I was doing uh, Matt Moscona's show on Thursday in Nashville. We both looked at each other's socks, complimented each other's sock game. We both had dead socksies on. It's deadsoxy.com. It's the best socks you'll ever put on your feet. Great no-shows. Also, um, lots of team-themed socks as we get ready for the football season. So go to deadsoxy.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 25% off all non-licensed products. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedScene. To be your prescriptions the same day each month, take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. <clears throat> they will individually pack your medication for those who need that extra step. So whether it be Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford. Again, that's 662-236-2222. Um, so I'd heard it before. And so when Lane, so I always like to give people, I, I think they get frustrated in some ways and fascinated in others. So I, I'm going to give you a little behind the curtain view of how media day works for us. I was there at about 8.15 that morning. I think Lane was a few minutes late. It was about 8.20. We had a uh, media session with Lane. I videoed it, put it up on the site. It ended at about 8. 35-ish. I got out of that room at 8.40, got back to my seat, 8.42, 8.43. I put in my AirPods and started transcribing and trying to turn that piece of content into something consumable from a reading standpoint. Well, I was still doing that at 9 a.m. when Greg Sankey introduced Lane Kiffin. So Sankey comes up and introduces each of the coaches. And he said a few things about Lane and Lane came up and started talking and I'm listening with one ear and transcribing with the other because I'm trying to get that done because my anticipation is that much of what Lane is going to say in that setting is going to be repetitive and then two everything that Lane says in that setting is going to be transcribed because the SEC God bless them transcribes every word that is said in the big room and fairly quickly so I knew that I would get that transcription available to me within half an hour of Lane speaking. And so I was more tuned in to what I was writing from his session with local media a half hour earlier. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so 
as he was saying these things, I'm hearing them and I'm hearing people laugh and carry on. And in my mind, I was like, this is nothing really new. Everything he's saying is new. I did note that he used the word disaster. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that. The whole pro sports thing, um, pay for play, all that stuff. Those were things that Lane Kiffin has said to us on numerous occasions. But I, I, I think we forget, people like you and me, that the other media that don't cover Ole Miss on a day-to-day basis, they don't hear everything he says. They don't pay yeah. attention necessarily to his signing day press conference because they're paying attention to other press conferences on that day. And so it was fairly new to them that this coach at an SEC school who just signed a new deal making nine-ish million dollars a year would say all of these big-picture things in such a negative light about the sport in, in, in which he works. So I probably underestimated the impact of his words that day because they, I, I was numb to them. And then I think Paul had to do, or Paul decided to do, what I think Paul is his new role is, which is he's the guardian. And when well, so you, Lane, you think he was acting as protector of league and sport? That is the word I was looking for. Thank you very much, protector. Yes, you are attacking this product. That makes me and this network and all of these people, all of this money, how dare you? Because, because you have a lot of curating. You're popular. You say these things. Fans might go, well, hell, what's the reason to even tune in? Well, and more, what might Greg Sankey say? What yeah. might the people at the SEC office say? What might the Michael Thompsons of the world that are in Charlotte at the SEC network say if you criticize the product? But then Sankey himself goes, only Congress can save us. Did he say save? No. I mean, the Okay. We picked this apart. I think Greg was being very nuanced. The normal, the 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 average fan felt like, oh wow, he said Congress has to come in and do this. You know what I mean? And I'm not yeah. calling them idiots. I'm just saying I've spent way more time dissecting his words than somebody simply yeah. looking. Yeah, no, and and Greg Sankey is one of those people that you have to really break down every word because that that was a that was a prepared speech. Yeah, he's very careful with wording. Yeah, uh, that wasn't an off the cuff Q and A with with. But the, ju- the the connotation to the average person. Or not even the average person, the fan, not a media member breaking down every word, because again, I'm not calling anybody stupid, is hey, he said Congress is the only way this is going to get fixed. Okay. Yeah. Quote unquote. Yeah. But that's not as intense as calling it as a disaster. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a disaster, I mean, you hear the word disaster, it's like, okay, well, the car's totaled. Yeah. It In is on words, fire. It's gone. That car's not salvageable. This was a this it wasn't, hey, you know, I had a fender bender. It's going to have to go to the shop for a minute and get repaired. No, the car's gone. Disaster implies the plane went down. The nuclear reactor overflowed. So Paul <laughs> typically protects the coaches, but he protects the league first. So he can go after a coach if the coach is going after the league. Yeah. The sport or the product the or whatever you want to call it. Because Lane's kind of attacking the sport. Yeah. You know, and look, for the record, I think Lane's right. Before anybody thinks I'm criticizing Lane Kiffin, I'm, I'm not. No, I agree. I think Lane's right, too. I think Lane's right. I, I don't always agree with everything Lane Kiffin says. And sometimes I think he says some stuff that's kind of hyperbolic and whatever. But in this case, when I went back and read the transcript of what Lane said, I, I was kind of caught myself nodding in affirmation. Going, yeah, you're right. I mean, I get it. 100%. You and I have talked about it. I, I referred, I said on the message boards, it's like Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, here we go again. We're going to do this again. Yet yeah, this is, this, it, it, it is. It is fascinating. If you look at our message board today, 
the the debate is about Cam Franklin. I hate to pick on Cam and his family here. They're making a college decision. It doesn't sound like it's Ole Miss. And people go, why is it not Ole Miss? Is it money? Is it the way he works? Is it the fact that we're talking open in in, in an open way about six-figure signing bonuses, essentially, to come yeah. play at a, at a college football program for a kid? And then, and then if you were to commit the money to I'm not let's take Cam out of this. Any kid, any high school senior, you give him a five hundred thousand dollar signing bonus or a four hundred thousand dollar signing bonus or a two hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. You there's no commitment. I'll compare it. I'm aware of college seniors graduating and taking jobs. Okay. I've seen an offer sheet. There was a signing bonus, but attached to that signing bonus was an 18-month commitment. And that if you didn't stay for 18 months, say you left 12 months into an 18-month commitment, you you had to return one-third of the signing bonus. There's a commitment attached to that signing bonus. Well, in this, there is no commitment. The kid can come, he can take the money, and then six months later, he can transfer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. That's, it's, there's nothing that's professional about that. That's not the real world. It's not pro sports. It's, it's chaos. It's I don't crazy. want to get you off topic, but a quick seg- side sidebar to that is, and anyway, it would take like that trade group that the Grove Collective is part of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Could you get a large enough number of the collectives to go in together and build that into these contracts? If you don't sure. stay through your sure. sophomore year, you owe this amount of money. Um. Now, it would take almost damn near everybody, or you simply just wouldn't get kids, potentially. And I kind of question, well, at that that point, look, would that be a great idea? Of course. 
Well, because I, I, I guess I guess I say that, and I'm 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 I've been really transparent with this. It's the part that drives me insane. Of yeah, well, the kids don't won't agree with that. Well, okay, but they're not the ones like they're not the one writing the check. At the end of the day, everybody who writes the check makes the decision. So what you have in in today's nil world, the way I understand it, is you have this. Hey, what we really like to do is make this kind of a monthly payment, mm-hmm. right? But the kids. Because they have all these people around them. They want this up, not all kids, because I can hear Walker Jones going, nope, that's not right. And maybe he's shaking his head in affirmation as he's listening to this, or maybe he turned it off long ago because we were talking about X and Twitter. But but, but he he would probably like to pay as you go. Hey, we agreed, limits liability. We agreed to this figure of X, mm-hmm. Twitter X, but X as in variable X. And we'll give you a percentage of X over time that if you stay for mm-hmm. four years, it would equal this amount. But if you leave, obviously the payments stop because recouping money from a 19, 20 year old kid. Good luck. Have at it. May the force be with you. Well, yeah, I mean, look, bad example for Ole Miss fans, but a very accurate example. I'm sure that whatever he had gotten to date was not the entire contract for Chris Marshall. But as soon as he get kicks off the team, right. that is where that ends at that point. It's my understanding that's exactly how that worked. Yeah. But I mean, I have a number all... that I've heard that is yeah. not anywhere near what his total revenue, if you want to call it, would have been over the course of a calendar year. But, but now he that got are... that amount. But there are guys coming out of high school now who have enough bidders on them, and they have a handler, a seven-on-seven coach, a uncle, a grandfather, or whatever. Everybody wants their piece, and to get it, they need upfront money. And that upfront money, it's hard to put much commitment with it because some of that money might be under the table money. Some of that, I, I don't know how all that works. I mean, it's 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 goofy, frankly. The whole nobody would look at the business model the way that it's set up today and go, "Oh yeah, this makes a ton of sense. This is really smart," because. In an ideal world, obviously, you would have a contract. These aren't really contracts, and the contracts are only binding with the collective. The contract's not really, the contract's not binding with the universities in question. So, Lane pissed, or Lane just telling truth again? I think Lane. I'm reading into this. Number one, he likes the attention. Number two, I think he felt like Feinbaum. I'm guessing he felt like Feinbaum was somewhat unfair and that it turned into a argument that Lane probably views as it was not necessary. And so Charlie Baker, again, the NCAA president, so he's got a authority figure saying this. Charlie Baker's the quote again. This is Charlie Baker speaking at the future. The new Mark Emmerich. Yes, the future of college athletics summit, which was apparently held somewhere near Washington or in Washington, D.C., near Capitol Hill. Okay. Quote, this is again, Charlie Baker, quote, I think it was a big mistake by the NCAA not to do a framework around NIL when they had the opportunity to. And I think there were too many people in college sports who thought no rules would work really well for them. And what's every what everybody's discovered is no rules, no transparency, no accountability, no framework doesn't work well for anybody. That's he's Baker's talking point. about the schools, by the way, right? 
every school thought, oh, well, let me just go do whatever I want to do. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, Tennessee, for example. I think Tennessee looks at the current landscape and goes, this works for us. We're, sign me up. Got a lot of money, a lot of donors. Only, only show in town, really. It does work for them. And you don't have to be transparent. Yeah, that's where it's not pro sports. Shohei Otani is going to sign a contract in December somewhere. We're going to know the terms. Mm-hmm. We're going to find, I mean, it's going to be, we're all we're going to go, wow. But we're going to know 12 years, $700 million. We're going to know about opt-outs, Chase. We're going to know whether he got an opt-out, whether he's got a team option, a player option. We're going to know about bonus structure. That's transparency. Pro sports have transparency. College sports have no transparency. And they're high, they don't want transparency. And Lane basically has said he thinks transparency is probably a good idea. A lot of people don't want transparency because they're concerned that the college fan will be turned off. Feinbaum is obviously concerned that college fans are going to get turned off. And look, everybody keeps saying, oh, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. Doesn't look broken. No. Auburn just sold out season tickets. Auburn sucked last year. They just sold out season tickets. I don't know what Ole Miss's season tickets are, but I guarantee you that day when they play Mercer at September the 2nd at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and it's hotter than the surface of hell, there's going to be 60,000 people at the game to start. They won't be there at the end because they'll be passed out with heat stroke, but they'll be there at the beginning. It's also it, kind of evidence in some ways that I mean, broken's too strong, but the screwed up fiduciary part of it is that Auburn sold out season tickets because they have a new coach. As soon as you start sucking, people want new coaches. But as soon as you start sucking, you get a new coach, you owe massive buyouts, and you go yeah. in debt. Yeah, of course. Circle but I mean, my, my, my point is, no, is I get what the, you mean. Yeah. There's this sense that there's this fall off of interest. I'm not sure that's true. LSU, if LSU were to open at home this year, there would be a gazillion people there. Hell, Tulane's going to have a massive crowd for South Alabama. The Ole Miss game will be a complete sellout on September the 9th at 2.30 in the afternoon in one of the hottest places on the planet. Uh, Tulane picked to win the American, by the way. I had that written down. You could could watch that game from a TV in 69-degree weather Mm -hmm. with a couple of cold pops readily available. The bathroom... 22 feet down the hall, no parking, no hotel fee. And turn it off when it's over and be in your bed in five minutes if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Well, the game ends at 530. Flip. Yeah. Or put light the grill. Yeah. Oh, look, Georgia, South Carolina, or whoever is that day. Instead, those people, yeah, and, and, that, and they'll flip to, let's call it Georgia, South Carolina. I don't think it's that day, but you get the point. You flip to that game, it's going to be jam-packed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think, People say, well, it doesn't look broken. Maybe it's not. And I mean, you know, Lane Lane can do this NIL stuff right now because it's July. It doesn't look like an excuse in July. In September, let's say they, I'm not predicting this, but let's say they lose at Alabama and they come home and they get popped by LSU. And in that postgame, a frustrated Lane Kiffin starts talking about NIL. 
That is not going to go over well. No, I told you. I mean, I think Lane is out of a couple talking points or a couple of actions in general. One, NIL from fans in any way that's negative, and D, anything relating to another job right now. Those two things. I think he's out of opportunities to do those two things in those contexts. I agree completely. I'll add one more. I do not think he can criticize attendance. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, 100%. Um, In this this economy, when you're asking fans, hey, buy tickets. Hey, also pay the players. Um, Also, drive to Oxford from Nashville, Atlanta, wherever. Pay $500 a night in hotels. Wait in line for two hours to decide that, hey, you know what, we'll, we'll just drive to Chili's. Um, you know, that, that you're asking a lot. You, he happy just, days that a little bit last year when he didn't compliment them after doing it well. It was still kind of a snide comment. It was like, oh, come on, they they filled it up. You're you're now yeah. now we're you're you're you're, yeah. you're being that guy. There was some um, right. Is Five Mom and Lane, like again, I mean back to the original question, I'll move to the next part of that, which is what I kind of find fascinating. We'll get an answer here in a few hours, is was this just professional wrestling? Is it two brands bit. and two guys going at each other, knowing that we're playing to the media because we both benefit from that? Yeah, I doubt if. Look, if you're Paul Lane, did you a favor today? Because now you get to go back at Lane Kiffin again. You know, you get to you get to have another promotional. Kind but of how you do that on your show on SC Network is much different than how you would have done that ten years ago on your radio show. Oh, radio! You would have eviscerated him on the radio fifteen years. Scorched Earth. Now he has to be careful because he's got, he's going to be part of SEC Saturday in in the Grove on Friday afternoon, interviewing Mm -hmm. him. Look, at the end of the day, these these are two wealthy people. Yeah, they 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 get this is part of it. Like no, nobody is cussing each other over text in private or going, "Hey, you sorry?" Okay, sure. I would be shocked if they did. Yeah, sure. Just stunned. If, I mean, if, I guess Paul could send him a text this morning and just said, really, question mark. But, I mean, you know, beyond oh, that. Right. Well, if I'm Paul, I send him a text and say, what time would you like to come on this afternoon? Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, let's have this conversation <laughs> on air. We'll, we'll get yeah. more We'll get more retweets and, and listens and all of those yeah, things. Yeah, sure. Ratings will be better. Because, it's again, it's July the 25th. I mean, it's kind of a sleepy day. I mean, we did media days, and now a week later, it's like, okay, well, who's practicing today? Nobody. I guess Vanderbilt's about to start camp here soon because they they have a, they have a week zero. zero. But for the most part, I mean, we have some recruiting stuff that's happening on on Friday and Saturday, and the, and at most programs, Ole Miss included. This is I mean, this is where transparency is not great for business. Five years ago, this is a big day in recruiting. Now, not so much. Mm-hmm. It's big, you know. We'll cover it. Guys coming in, hey, you know, whatever, but there's still a whole season left to play. Is NIL, and then there's the transfer portal. So there's going to be guys that sign in December and decide that, eh, it wasn't for me, and they'll hit the portal. Not You're not committing to five years anymore. You're kind of committing to six months. Nine months, ten months. You're kind of just committing to, hey, I'll give you a... I mean, there, were, there was literally... A, think an example of a kid who signed with the school went through spring and decided that's not for me and hit the portal didn't even play a game didn't even go through a preseason camp that does change the meaning of 
signing day. No, Lane talked about that on Thursday, and he's exactly right. Kids can cash in three times. You can cash in out of high school. If you're smart, you go through school as fast as you can. You can transfer one time, then you graduate, and then you do it again as a grad transfer. You get three paydays. Paul going to go after Lane or Lane's message today or both? Both. But now for Paul to go after Lane, he's got to go after Charlie Baker. It's true. Because Lane's, Lane's not presenting this as an original thought. No. He, he gave quotes, the direct quote. He quotes Baker and then says, at Paul, does that not sound like a disaster? So crazy to point that out. My bad. Brownie face. Hashtag angry little man. <laughs> and the hashtag angry little man is funny to me because that's, yeah, it was that's, me too. that's the, that's, that's the lane putting on his wrestling stuff, doing the Ric Flair Yeah, you know, to beat the man. You got to be the, you know, to yeah. be the man, you got to beat the man. Woo. You know, it's kind of like, I, I, it's, it's lane walking away from the interview with Gordon Soley. Yeah. 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 Sure. Angry, angry little man. <laughs> And so that means that Paul's going to have his press conference with Soli, where he's going to say, let me tell you something, Lane Kiffin, you know, yeah. and they're going to go back and forth. And I, I, I don't know, but at the end of the day, the message is from the president of the NCAA who says what everybody has discovered is no rules, no transparency, no account accountability, no framework doesn't work well for anybody. Now, is that the NCAA trying to cling to its last bastion of power? Or is that a guy looking at this Presumably a smart guy. You probably don't get to be the president of the NCAA without having a couple of thoughts. Looking at this and saying, hey, guys, warning sign. This is not good, which is what you've been saying, Chase Parham, for a long time. You've been saying, hey, let this thing play out year over year where the fans lose a little hope, don't have any idea who the hell's on the roster, keep getting asked to do more and more and more, and yeah. watch them pull away. Yeah, I think it's root dying. I think it's the trickle out of the plumbing where they go, ah, whatever, it's not a big deal. And then you look up and the roof's caved in. Oh, yeah, I, I I agree. It's why I push back so vociferously as often as I can when it's not just Lane anymore. Now it's half the coaches. They're following Lane's lead and going, and, and look, I'm not arguing with Lane. I know what he means. I, sometimes I wish he and I could have this debate because I think it would be interesting. I think he's just using a word. It's not pro sports. As someone who follows a couple of pro sports really closely, no, all of the things in pro sports that provide, it actually works out really well, rules, mm -hmm. transparency, accountability, and framework. Pro sports have all of those things. Right. Let's, if, if the Cubs are a disaster in the second half of the season, there's accountability. Why? Because I'm going to know, well, it's because Jed Hoyer gave a deal to say a Suzuki that made no sense. Jed Hoyer, Jed Hoyer extended Ian Happ with a contract that really made no sense. He gave Jamison Tyone a contract that was a disaster. He didn't pursue this player, this player, this accountability. The numbers are out there. I know precisely what Jamison Tyon's contract is. It's four years, $68 million. I know the deal. And so if he doesn't pitch to those standards, 
Well, you gave him the contract. Mm -hmm. You don't have that at the college game. We're guessing on Cam Franklin. One guy goes, hey, $700,000. People go, oh, that's, that's, that, that number is way too high. Well, what's the number? If it were pro sports, we'd know the number. I'm, and I apologize to the Franklin family for picking on them today, but he's in the headlines. What, what's the number? Where, where There is no transparency. There are no rules. Do whatever the hell you I, want to do. There's no, well, there's, there's no salary cap. There's no, there's no luxury tax. Pro sports have all of those things. There's still backroom dealing, so it's, the number is not the number. I still don't see how the first wave of whatever can't be some sort of database that has contracts available. Agreed. I, it, it, none of the reasons make any logical sense to me. No oh, the play, again, the, oh, the players wouldn't go for it. Well, who said they had to? They like cashing the check. What is the argument against making the deals transparent? Nobody wants it. The frankly, even the Grove, you know, not sorry. I don't. I'm not picking a Walker. E any collective goes. I don't know that I want it out there that I paid this kid this much money and he sucked and it was a bad decision. I mean, they get they get. I mean, there's a blindness that benefits everybody. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. That's the a, a, a GM though, right? who goes. Well, I put the rosters out there and yeah, whatever. Well, they're not nitpicking. I mean, you know, Cohen with the Mets. Well, it's well, not. Well, hey, I, mean, I gave so and so this much money. It's just hey, we did we sucked. Let's be real, though. Walker Jones isn't the one that goes, hey, this is the linebacker. That no, no, not at all. <laughs> Walker's not out recruiting. No. So when he makes yeah. a deal with the, with the kid, he does it with the tacit approval of the coaching staff. Look, man, everybody yeah. knows that. Yeah. We know I, that. I get it. I, so why can't we say that out loud? Why can't that be, why can't that be transparent that you gave player X $200,000? He was a bust. Well, that was a recruiting mistake. Well, okay. Walker, Walker didn't do it. Walker didn't go, hey, Lane, I gave so-and-so X. Cool? Yeah. FYI, Lane, we're paying Jackson Dart this and Quinshawn Judkins this. Just letting you know. Yeah. No, I mean, no. Now, the system now provides some plausible deniability for a coach to go, oh, yeah, I don't know what a guy's getting or whatever. Yeah, you do. Maybe you don't know the exact number, but you got a clue here. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be so worried about Quinshawn Judkins leaving. You wouldn't admit over and over and over that, hey, the, the big victory here was someone didn't leave. Well, that implies that there was pursuit. Yeah, sure, of course. And that pursuit means, okay, well, that the Cubs want to keep Cody Bellinger. Well, one of the variables in keeping Cody Bellinger is what is there another team out there that was willing to give him $250 million? And if so, are, are you willing to come close to that? Because if not, he's going to leave. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, I don't remember the exact words, but Lane called Judkins maybe like the biggest free agent in college football or something. I forget the word he used, but whatever. Lines. Yeah, yeah. And that's where to defend – I don't do this very often, but I'm going to defend Charlie Baker in much the same way that Lane's kind of advocating for what he's saying. You have no rules, and there are no rules. There is no transparency. There's no accountability for this. There's zero framework other than – you can't transfer twice and there's unless you're a grad unless you appeal and say, hey, I'm, I'm, I have mental health problems. Sure. And he says that doesn't work well for anybody. Mm -hmm. Pretty much doesn't. And but, but Paul can't do that on the SEC network and then turn around all week and go, hey, you got Eli Drinkwitz joining the show. Big game against South Carolina. No. 
I mean, you can't do the, hey, we're just promoting the hell out of this product. No, he's the, you know. The SEC Nation is going to be in Lexington on Saturday morning, y'all, and we're going to turn it into a three-hour cartoon show. Here we go. It's a bad example, so I'm admitting that before I ever start. But in some ways, Paul is delivering and taking the bullets the way that Goodell does for the owners in the NFL. 100%. And that's where Paul, and I don't think Paul would, I'm not calling Paul a sellout. Screw that. He's made a ton of money. He was great on radio. He built the brand, all that stuff. But Paul's not going after people anymore. Maybe that's where when he went after Lane the other day using a strong word. Because hypocrite's a pretty strong word. It's what got me up because I'm used to Paul being a puppy dog now, where I almost sort of ignore him. And I went, oh, whoa, okay. Well, what are we what are we doing now? Why? And then I had to kind of run it through my mind a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of doing it for the first time today. And I, I think it's Lane was attacking the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lane doesn't think this, Lane clearly doesn't believe that this framework works long-term for where he is. My opinion. He and I've never talked about it. I have, I can't, he, he could tell me I'm wrong. But that's what it tells me. Because, look, Kirby Smart's not up there criticizing this. And Lane's made the most of it. Look, Lane's done portal in a way that, frankly, has probably salvaged the program for a couple of years. But as Lane the pro- was going after the sacred cow that pays yeah. us all. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I, I'll hear myself talking about college sports the way that I'm talking about them. And I'm, the, the other part of me is going, shut up. Just make the money. Don't tell people this is potentially shitty. Tell them it's awesome. The portal's great. And look, there's a, there's a segment of our readership of our listenership that loves the portal it's like it's like the kardashians fun i get another yeah. recruiting cycle i get to see who's on my and it, it, there's there, there's good and bad it's a i don't know half my damn team when they start playing so okay that's a problem but the other side is hey get all these new toys it's fine yeah. i mean i walk downstairs sometimes and, and my wife who's a really smart person is watching keeping up with the kardashians and i'm like why what is possibly in that for you just the drama Drama. There's the hope and the possibility of fixing things quicker than you would going the other way. So that's good. That's a positive for fans. Hey, here's this wide receiver from Louisiana Tech that we've never heard of until today, and now he's the safer. He's going to catch 80 balls. He's going to be the difference. Caden Prescorn comes and look, I think Caden's going to be really good. And for the record, I think Trey Harris is going to be really good. But the point stands. The percentage of Ole Miss fans that in the middle of October last year could have told you who Caden Prescorn was. It's really small. Sure. But now he's oh he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the difference. He's the difference. And so you get all those what people love about recruiting is it's another game and next, next, next. And you soon when you don't get a guy, you justify it. Well, they paid him a bunch of money, or he's gonna suck anyway, or he's overrated. And then you get a guy, oh, he's he's underrated, he's the best. I all that stuff. And it's, if we were talking right now, because this is this is what he truly believes, and it's his shtick, and I mean that in a very positive way. If we're talking to Andy Staples right now, he would go, that's what actually separates the sport is we're having this type of conversation where a radio TV host and a SEC football coach are going at each other on Twitter, and it's a dumb sport, and it's stupid, and we all love it for that reason. And that's sure. why we do this. And there's upsets and dumb plays, and it's all just chaos. Sure, sure. We like the right. chaos. He's right. 
The dysfunction the, is actually what makes the sport functional. The part, though, that always comes back, though, is that when this season comes around, and it will come around, and no one's losing a game today. No one's losing a game. Everybody's going undefeated on July the 25th. September the 25th, people will have lost games. Mm-hmm. And when those losses come, you can't blame the fans. I mean, it's, yeah, it's what you come back to. It's it's there's the impetus that's on the fan now is it's crazy. I'm interested today. Paul Fine will talk sometime this afternoon. He'll have his uh, his show. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. A couple of my favorites favorites, the signature, the New Orleans style barbecue. They got the full meals in a bag, the French Quarter Alfredo, the garlic herb butter, so many different options for you, and you can uh, try them all. Buy five pouches or more, get 25% off with code RG. That's code RG for five pouches, 25% or more with Prime Shrimp. And remember, they're also available in any Rouse's markets, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama, for sure. So if you have a Rouse's, you can pick it up. But if not, get them delivered straight to you using code RG at primeshrimp.com. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. At Pinnacle, they'll sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth. Com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about still taking a, a little summer trip here before uh, back to school and all that, you still got a couple of weeks. Get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget. Let him give you some options. Um, he'll come up with options that you won't come up with on your own. It's 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We're brought to you by Opa on the square in Oxford. It's the newest Greek restaurant. It's the perfect place to plan your uh, fabulous uh, company dinner, a festive party event, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at Opa for catering or booking information. Contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967, if you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or uh, you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources. Maybe you don't even know what you're looking for, but they can help you at service specialists. Their goal is to get to know you, get to know your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move, help you find the right fit. It's always free for the candidates to get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Two things just around the uh, the world of sports. First, and this was pretty harmless, but I really enjoyed uh, De La Cruz hitting the uh, home run last night after the Brewers uh, sort of taunted him on the video board. Um, oh, they I wrote, didn't uh, Did you not see this? No. So when he came up for his second at bat last night uh, in Milwaukee, I think it was the Brewers, pretty sure it was the Brewers. Yeah, in Milwaukee at American Family Field, uh, it said De La Cruz, first inning, flat out to center, player trivia, almost hit a home run in the first inning, dot, 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 but didn't. So harmless, but anyway, a little ribbing of De La Cruz there on the board. 
And his second at bat, he hits a ball 456 feet for a home run. Reds Back won, to right? yesterday, just leave best player alone when best player doesn't do something well. Yeah, don't taunt. Don't taunt great players. Leave them alone. Yeah. I said it was minimal, but eh, you got it. You got what was coming to you right there. And then the other thing, and had we needed this and Lane made sure we didn't, it's a story in The Athletic, but it's not really necessary. You don't have to read it. I, but I, I did. I really like the story they did this morning or the interview with Paul George about his podcast. Did you see this? Um, I did not. So Paul George started a podcast here recently and has been very good at it. Um, he's had really good guests. He's kind of understood what podcasts are, are supposed to be, which doesn't always happen. Um, podcast P is the uh, the title of this. To this point, he's talked to Carl Anthony Towns, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Green, uh, Asia Wilson, Jaron Jackson Jr., Julius Randle, a lot of dudes, obviously. He has Draymond Green. Um, he has tons of ability to, uh, to get those guys on. But what is – Pretty remarkable about it. Remarkable about it in short order is that he has the right personality. He has the right curiosity. He's a pretty good talker, interviewer, listener, and somebody who, I mean, I've known Paul George as an NBA basketball player forever, but I could, other than picking him out of the lineup, I would have no idea. I, I wouldn't know what he sounded like. I've never listened to an interview. I have no idea. Um, yeah, to it from it, that I'm, standpoint, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I know. And he's he's understood it almost better than any former athlete because there's so many podcasts right now and every player goes, oh, I need a podcast and I'm going to do this. And they don't really understand. And that's, look, I mean, it's up to you guys to decide whether we're, we're worth a shit at this or not either. But point being, most of them are not. And it's because they simply don't get what the median is. They think they're just, oh, I'll show up and talk for a minute. And there's, it's, it's more complicated than that in a number of different ways. He gets it in a way that I'm not sure a player has since J.J. Reddick. Oh. Not surprised. He's very yeah. smart. Yeah. I, I'm Again, I'm Because Reddick as a pseudo-media member is incredible. Yes. I'm, I'm a big PG fan. Have been for a long time. I, I liked him pre-Thunder. Loved him on the Thunder. Loved what we got for him in the trade and still kind of cheer for him. I'd love for him to get a title because I think he's a cool guy. I don't think he's going to get one, but I'm not surprised. He's he's smart. He's charismatic. He's good with he was always good with media. Kind of understood what media was trying to do and understood that you can build your brand through media. It's what gets lost, man. It gets so lost in today's modern athlete to that point. Like Oh, I could just go on and on. There there were some players at media days that the media were walking away going, that guy's really good. I didn't know. And I'm like, you didn't know because the schools guard them. Yeah. If, if you have charisma and you have a personality and you can talk and you can carry on a conversation, you have a brand. Get that brand out there. Don't guard it. Don't put it behind a fence. It's the other flaw with college athletics, it's, and that's a it's a big one. It's one they could fix so fast, but they don't. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. I could have that argument with twenty two sports information directors and football coaches, and and the whole we can't have you let people know who you are, as opposed to when they get to the pros, immediately we know who they are. You watch quarterback, and all these people are becoming like Vikings fans because they 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 like Kirk Cousins. I want to hate Patrick Mahomes because he beats my team. And I'm having a hard time because I'm getting to know him. 
I mean, even the way the interviews are done in a way. I mean, back in the day, I mean, take somebody like Bo Wallace, and I gave you there for three years, but you come in and you just kind of sit in the chair and you hang out for 10 minutes. That's different than I'm going to go to the lectern and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to walk off and I'm not whatever. Because you got multiple people in breakouts. You can walk up and go, hey, how's your mom and them? How's blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 you know? Sure. You know, we used to get control lockets. I'm about cooking with Poe and stuff like that. And yeah, cool. good stuff. Yeah. Didn't all have the same thing. Now, I mean, the press conferences, they're all the same. I mean, we all, they have no flow to them. Everybody's standing at a lectern. Well, if I'm standing at a lectern, I'm on the defensive. Mm-hmm. If I'm sitting yeah, there's at just a, cap- a there's just the functionality of the way that process works. Yeah. I mean, you and I, as much as we know each other, if I'm standing at a lectern and you're sitting in the audience and yeah, you're asking different- me questions, we're going to have a different conversation than if it's just you and me hanging out in a couple of chairs by the pool talking. Mm-hmm. Even if I know you're recording it, we're still having a different conversation if we're just talking. Then if, hey, Neil, uh, let's go back to Wednesday's podcast. You said, oh, yeah, go, right. right? I mean, I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to be on guard a little bit, even though I, mean, I, I know you're not out to get me, but yeah. hey, you're asking me questions and there's this video rolling on me. I'm going to be more guarded. Yeah. Just dumb. Then you yeah. look at like, you look at the NBA. I'll give an example. I listened to a podcast called Down to Dunk. Andrew Schleck did it. I'm trying to get Andrew. I'm going to try to get Andrew on this podcast or one of my podcasts because his story is incredible. Fan, blog. He's now like a top guy at the athletic NBA podcast stuff. Remarkable story. Anyway, he does this thing where he's very clearly at at Thunder Media Day getting guys to say, hey, I'm Shea Gildas Alexander. You listen to Down to Dunk. Or, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm Josh Giddy and I'm Down to Dunk. So Lou Dort, the Thunder's guard, says, hey, I'm Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. And Andrew says, well, you say, hey, I'm Lou Dort, I'm down to Dort. And Lou Dort starts laughing, and then he says it. He goes, yeah, I'm Lou Dort, I'm down to Dort, and he starts laughing again. And every time he does that, you kind of laugh a little because you're getting to see someone's personality. He's not just this big dude who's a lockdown defensive guard. You're getting to see, and he's a human being, he's a person. College sports has gotten away from that. It's bizarre to me how why they lock everyone down. Why we like I, I always hear all these things about Jackson Dart and what an interesting person he is, and he has a lot of interest outside of football and all of that stuff. We very rarely get any of insight into that. I mean, and the closest thing that anybody's gotten to that is what we've done with Brian's long form on him last year. That's it. Uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because look, that's the bottom line of everything we're talking about, and we somehow got Paul George back to this part of the conversation is at a time when you're asking the fans for all this stuff is when you're also taking the most away from the emotional connection with the player at the same exact time. If I'm a if I'm a fan and I really know these dudes, I'm much more likely to give my five hundred or thousand dollars or two hundred or twenty five thousand or whatever that number is for you because I go, hey, no, I came up and I know Jackson Dart, I know Quinshawn Judkins, I know name your play, Jamin Breakfield, whatever the sport is, the thing is, where I go, hey, okay, that's my dude. Well, you got less yeah. dudes now, of course. and you're getting asked to do more stuff. So, of course, it's why. Like, if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, that was so much fun this last year. Why? Not just because they won. You watched them grow up. You watched them struggle. You remember that first round loss. You remember the knee injury. You read about the setbacks and how they almost traded him, and you saw Nikola Jokic grow up. And all of a sudden, they get to the pinnacle, and it's not just that moment. Frankly, the moment 
is kind of anticlimactic. I've talked Carson and I were having this conversation in the car the other day. The most fun Cub season in that whole run was not 2016, Chase. It was 2015. Mm-hmm. When they started winning. Kind of out of the blue. They kind of started 500, and all of a sudden, Chris Bryant came up, started hitting. Anthony Rizzo broke through. They brought up Wilson Contreras and hit the home run in his first at-bat on Father's Day. And things started to happen, and it's like, whoa. And the Cardinals were a 100-win team that year, and Pittsburgh was a 98-win team that year. Cubs finished in third. But what was fun that year was, oh, my God, these young guys. Look at this. And then they get into the post. They, Jake Arrieta throws that gem in the wild card game. I wasn't thinking about the World Series that day. I mean, my, my thought was, we won a wild card game. And then, oh, God, we have to play the Cardinals. Oh, God, we have to play the Cardinals. And, and Schwarber hits that bomb to, on top of the scoreboard. And you realize, oh, we might beat the Cardinals. And then they did. They knocked the Cardinals out. It was this monumental moment. They got swept in the NLCS by the Mets. It was still the most... That was the season that was the most fun. And then when they won the World Series after that, it was like, okay, well, okay. That was almost kind of, almost not a letdown. It was exciting. It was great. But you know my point. But what made the World Series fun was I'd seen these guys grow up. I'd seen Anthony Rizzo in 2014 challenge the entire Reds dugout when Araldis Chapman hit him. Where you kind of realize, oh, we're not, we're not plucky anymore. There's something to us. Well, it's, it's, I mean, I, some of the college teams that I've covered that I remember the most that there's an Auburn team with Ben Leard and Alex Lincoln and, and Rob Pate and all of those cats, Cole Kubelik, those cats were at Auburn for four or five years. They, they, they went through the hell of the coach quitting in the middle of the year and sucking and getting blown out in Knoxville and some of that stuff. They, they, they did that, those things. There was an Ole Miss team in 2012 that you and I talk about a lot. Well, in today's college football, a lot of those kids would have bolted. Dante Moncrief doesn't stay at Ole Miss in this environment. He would have said, all right, no, this, this didn't work. I'm going to transfer uh, to Ole Miss. It, it's why even in most recent things, the things you remember, Ole Miss going to the Sugar Bowl, wasn't just Ole Miss going to the Sugar Bowl. It was you saw Matt Corral. You saw Sam Williams. These guys go through mm-hmm. some shit. Yeah. Bro, stay with you. Matt Corral, not go to Oregon. Stay at yeah. Ole Miss. Do this thing. Lead some young kids. I mean, you watch Tim Oko be, become a legend because you saw Tim Oko cry on the field after tearing an ACL and suck mm-hmm. for two years yeah, as a hitter. For sure. Come 100%. in where, frankly, after Tim Oko's sophomore year, you look up and go, is he a bust? Couldn't get on the field. Well, I wasn't here at the time, but I remember like when Keith Carter was a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Well, Keith, and if I recall correctly, fill me in, you're better at Ole Miss history yeah, sure. than I am. Um, Michael White was on that team. And Ansu Cisse was Ansu, on that team. Yeah, yeah, sure. Anthony Boone, I think, had had a severe knee injury, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that core group of guys that were together for four years. Well, when they first played, if I remember correctly, that first year they lost a bunch of games. They pulled off a big upset. I think they beat an Arkansas team that was like coming off the championship or something along those lines. I don't remember. I'm sorry if I'm getting details wrong. You got to see it, and suddenly it was like, oh, these guys are going to be fun. And sure enough, they were. They were a lot of fun. They beat Kentucky at Rupp and did all that stuff. And and well, what everybody wasn't going to the games to cheer for the laundry. They were going to the games to cheer for these faces that they'd come to know. Yeah, it was a big deal when they got into the NCAA tournament and they played Temple in the first round. And even though they lost by 18 points, it didn't matter. That wasn't the point. 
Yeah. The Guardians. I just, I don't know. I, I, and that's maybe that's what Charlie Baker's saying without saying it is, hey, we're, we're really jeopardizing the fabric of this. And, and Lane's in it every day. He keeps talking about it. So he either, he just enjoys talking about it or, or he, he believes really believes it, thinks it's important. You know, and I, I lean towards the latter. I don't, I don't think Lane's just talking to talk. I really don't. I, I, I think he genuinely has some concerns about that. Some of it might be self-serving. He might have a completely different view if he were still the coach at Tennessee or if he was still the coach at USC or if he were the coach today at Alabama. Maybe he would view it completely differently. Maybe this is through an Ole Miss lens. Yeah, sure. But I, either way. I don't know. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to ask that question, but. wonder how much will frustrate people if we ask some big picture questions at, at the Ole Miss media day in a week. Very much so. that, that, that is a day to ask about the fourth string tackle and the guard and the backup kicker. That's the, that's the goal of that, uh, of that day. You know, I, I, I do wonder a little, if they get these kids eligible and basketball is as good as we think it's supposed to potentially they could be, and they make the tournament fans, seeing a similar scope and a lens through Morrell and Brakefield and guys who have seen both sides of this ticket. If, if there's some semblance of that type of sentimentality with, uh, with those guys, I just kind of wonder that a little bit as we move forward. And again, they got to get, they, they got to get eligible. CSA has got to get eligible. Brandon Murray, obviously got to get eligible. Well, we have no info on that at this point. NCAA has been fairly hard line, but we'll see where that, uh, that goes as we uh, move forward. So anyway, uh, good stuff today. We will, uh, Neil, we'll be back with the mailbag tomorrow podcast for you as the, uh, the week goes on as well. So, uh, Rebel Grove juice fest on Friday, all kind of stuff going on. Have some conversations on the, uh, the message board. In the meantime, we'll talk to you again very soon.